Welcome to the newest edition of On the Record, uh, the internal podcast of Axel Springer. With me today again is Matthias. Welcome. Hi, Adi. Uh, it's a busy week. We announced a lot of changes to our uh, German media business, and we want to talk today about what exactly we did announce, why we announced it, what the impact is maybe to our U.S. media business also, um, if we're going to stay a um, Berlin-based company, maybe even, and also in general about the impact of artificial intelligence on the core of what we do, which is I journalism. Will, with pleasure. Let's do this. Um, so could you give us just a brief summation of what we announced this week for the German media business? Well, we have seen over the last years an acceleration of the structural transformation of media business from analog to digital. Uh, the pandemic and the energy crisis have accelerated that development. And for a company like Axel Springer, that has always been uh, ahead of the wave and uh, being very proactive with innovation, we thought it's uh, overdue now to really prepare for a digital-only future of journalism, which I think can be a very bright future of journalism. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It will take a couple of years, but we should really adapt proactively to that. And we need to define a North Star, and that North Star is that the best of journalism is yet to come in a digital-only future. So we have said Let's now take some action. And one of the consequences is that we have restructured Bild and Welt in a more decentral manner. We believe in entrepreneurial spirit. We want to be as close as possible to the market, to the customers. And uh, we want to reduce, in a way, central structures, overheads uh, to the max and really focus entirely on the product and the product is journalism, is excellent journalism. And this focus on intellectual ex excellence is even more important, um, driven by the challenges that generative journalism, AI phenomenons like ChatGPT provide. And in that spirit, we have uh, initiated that combination of investments in future projects and at the same time, of course, cost efficiency and new priorities with regard to newsrooms Content creation is the priority. Content production can be technically supported. So in the end, uh, the goal is to improve quality and success of journalism. A lot to unpack. Um, there's a, a number floating around, 100 million of savings slash investments. Um, Which is a big difference, if I may say so. It's not 100 million savings. It's 100 million EBDA improvement. So in three years, we want to improve our profitability in a dimension of 100 million euros. And for the German media business. For the German media business, right. And that is a number that we need in order to come up with a profitability margin that is healthy and that uh, makes this an intact and future-proof business. And this 100 million profitability improvement does not mean 100 million savings. As we have said, it's a combination of revenue growth through new initiatives and investments, and at the same time, cost savings. On the savings, um, a lot of the headlines in Germany were about job cuts. Um, what is there to say about that? I mean, that that is always, um, you know, if you're, if you're going to save money, the place that oftentimes it happens is with jobs. Of course, let's be very clear and transparent. Savings means also in certain areas, 
layoffs or job cuts. But it is in the end in certain areas, and I've described that, it is not core journalism. It is really uh, more administration, central service functions, uh, matrix structures, but also in the newsrooms, uh, certain elements of production where we can be more efficient. It means for the people who are um, uh, directly affected, of course, uh, it's negative, it's difficult, and we can just try to do it as we have done it over the last decades in the kind of most balanced and sensitive and um, in a way socially acceptable manner. That's how we have done that always. Um, but I think to portray this whole initiative as a kind of it's to cut jobs in order to maximize profitability is just not correct. It is uh, to in order to make our most important German media brands built in Welsh future proof. And uh, it is uh, to provide an attractive future for journalism. If we would not act now in order to please, uh, let's say, the current sentiment, I think in the long run, we would risk to uh, lose our kind of uh, financial independence and with that create a situation where we then really have significant job cuts, if not the whole company, if not the German media business as a whole would be unstable or in danger. And that's something that responsible management has to avoid. We have always done that over the decades. Be proactive, do things earlier, do things when you are in a strong and in a successful position. I think that is the best protection for as many jobs as possible. So just briefly, because you mentioned uh, you know, not in core journalism. Can you explain what you mean yeah. that we are not cutting jobs in core journalism? I can be very precise. We have roughly 1,500 people working uh, for the editorial side uh, at Bild and Welt. Out of these 1,500, uh, 850 are uh, journalists that are really, as we define it, are working uh, in the core of journalism, which is investigative research, reporting, go out, see things, uh, describe things, write uh, exclusive reports. Uh, writers who are writing excellent uh, commentaries and opinion pieces uh, or come up with great entertainment. Um, and of course, also editors who are simply experts in certain fields of competence, which is also super important for great journalism. And in this field, we will not cut a single job. We will, on the contrary, over time, increase the number of journalists. So this 850 is not going to become smaller, it's going to become bigger. Um, that does not mean that we don't touch that because here and there we need to change. One section may get bigger, the other section may get smaller, one new uh, area of competence may come on top of that where you need new journalists, others may disappear. So there is flexibility and also here and there uh, some people just don't cope with new challenges and uh, competence fields. So there will be also change, but the absolute number is not going to be reduced, it's going to be strengthened. And I think that is a very good message for everybody who is a full-hearted journalism. Our whole goal is to really improve the perspective of journalism, improve the quality of journalism in our company in Germany and elsewhere, and invest. I mean, we are pretty profitable. Just recently, we announced how profitable we were in 2022. Absolutely. And that's the right moment to think about these initiatives. We have always done it out of a position of strength. We want to make Bild & Welt future-proof journalistic brands. Bild is number one in the German market with regard to combined reach of print and digital. Welt is number two, according to the Argo figures. That is a position that we want to keep and it is a position that you even want to develop. So for that cause, we need to act as long as we are doing well. 
and not uh, in a moment of uh, weakness. So do we want to do well in Germany as well, or are we doing all these things so that we can focus more on the U.S.? Adib, that's a really completely uh, absurd uh, interpretation. Everything that we have done in Germany and will do in Germany, we would have done uh, without one single asset or one single person working in the United States of America. Bild and Welt have to prosper on their own and in their own markets. Everything that we do here, we do for their well-being. And that in addition to that, we have been able over the last years to build an American business and a strong market position there is actually pretty encouraging for everybody working for Axel Springer. We are the only truly transatlantic publisher, the only truly transatlantic journalistic company that has a strong foothold in both markets. And both markets develop totally independently from each other. Fortunately, the growth potential in America is enormous. The market is bigger. That's why it has a high priority. But to play these two markets against each other and say we save here in order to invest there, that's absurd. We save in not future-proof workflows, production methods, analog recipes of Bild and Welt today in order to provide a bright digital future for Bild and Welt. But we do that for the German market and not uh, for uh, the American market. So what about the American market, though? So we have Politico, Morning Brew, Insider. Um, what is their role in all of this? So what we have done here uh, has zero consequences for the U.S. assets, except that certain beliefs, certain strategic assumptions apply, of course, for America and for uh, Germany. So that we think the future is digital, clear, America is digital only. That we think a priority uh, of uh, editorial and journalism should be strengthened in America. We have that done already more uh, convincingly at Insider. One third of the uh, FTEs are working in admin and business functions and two thirds are working for journalism as journalists and uh, tech developers for journalism. Uh, in Germany, it is exactly the other way around. Two-thirds are working for admin and business functions, and that is just not healthy. And that's what we are going to change here. That's we readjust. So there is a connection. Also, you could say, uh, apart from this digital priority, the challenges and role of AI, of generative journalism, of ChatGPT, that is uh, a challenge and an opportunity in both markets. Um, also, a kind of uh, common strategic belief is that these brands should be managed independently. As I said, what we have already in America, Insider and Politico as two very separately managed companies by strong entrepreneurial CEOs, that's what we have exactly implemented here in Germany now. So that means we're not about to merge any of our media brands? No, the opposite. We, we want to position them more independently. And that's what we have done over the last years. There are no ideas to merge that. That would destroy value. Why should we merge Politico and Insider? We have demerged Welt and Bild in a way. Why would we now merge Politico and uh, Insider? So um, I'll continue to play the bad cop. Uh, um, <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, so... There was also this interpretation in um, at least one of the articles that I saw uh, that your goal is or your ambition is for Politico to surpass 
the New York Times in reach. In that case, you're not the bad cop, you're the confused cop, because that makes <laughs> no sense. This interpretation is, I don't know where it comes from, but it makes no sense. I mean, Insider is the big reach brand. It has 170 million uniques. Politico is, with regard to its uniques, way smaller. It's in a totally different dimension because it is a kind of narrower target group, a very top-notch target group, but much smaller. So how could ever anybody think that Politico could overtake these uh, mass market well, brands? Uh, so that makes no sense. We want to excel with Politico. We want to transform Politico into a, into a global brand. We want to grow it regionally with regional editions in America and in Europe. We want to um, we want to build new verticals. Uh, at the same time, we want to increase the geographical foothold of Insider. Insider is in 19 countries now uh, that could grow way beyond these markets. Uh, Insider has verticals. It could have much more verticals. Uh, business Insider Intelligence has great potential. Uh, of course, Morning Brew is a growth uh, rocket and has incredible uh, potential with its subscription model. So uh, we, I see so much organic uh, growth opportunities, um, but that should be, as I said, managed in a, in a kind of very, very independent manner. So could maybe, maybe that confusion can be chalked up to the difference between reach and relevance. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, relevance, the sky is the limit. If Politico breaks the Roe v. Wade story, that uh, strengthens its relevance. If the best journalists want to work for Politico, that uh, improves its relevance. The impact that it has with its uh, investigative reporting should be as big and as serious uh, as possible. Uh, here, of course, our, our ambitions uh, are, are big. And I think here truly is, a, is, is, is an opportunity to beat um, existing uh, legacy brands. Absolutely. One topic that you um, have mentioned throughout the conversation that we've had so far is AI and the role that AI plays on journalism. And some of the headlines internationally have also sort of picked up on this. I just want to come back to this topic because, you know, it, it does sound to me like we're, we're almost saying that traditional journalism is going to be replaced by AI, and so that is why we're completely transforming the organization and we're going to shrink pretty much the human element of journalism. I don't think that uh, AI and bots can um, uh, easily replace journalism, except if we make uh, terrible mistakes and completely learn the wrong lessons from these developments. I take that very seriously. I think generative uh, media, AI in the spirit of ChatGPT is a game changer. I truly think it has an incredible uh, role uh, and potential to disrupt not only traditional media uh, companies, but also to disrupt platforms. Answering mas machines are created, machines that have answers for almost everything. The real question for us is now, what is our answer to these answering machines? If they are able to aggregate information uh, by crawling billions of data points of information that journalists, scientists, artists, and other people have created and give answers, <clears throat> we have to come up with even more, with even better, exclusive, original content. We have to be excellent intellectually. We have to break news. We have to uh, be the best in investigative reporting, in reporting describe the reality, in providing good entertainment, in providing best analysis and commentaries uh, in order to interpret the world. These kind of very subjective and very human elements of journalism 
are hard or impossible to be replaced. If we focus on that, we have a bright future. If we think we can still aggregate information that other people have, combine wire service stories, that can be done by a bot better in seconds. And if we think that we can just stick to our old production methods uh, in the newsroom, that will be a suicidal mistake. We have to adapt here. We have to take advantage of this technology to support our quality and the efficiency of our workflows. And that gives us the possibility to allocate money on the things that really matter. And that is journalism. This is the whole logic of our restructuring in Germany. And by the way, in America, if I take particularly Insider, Insider is for me here the role model with this one-third, two-third uh, allocation of resources. Insider shows how a digital native company should work and where the priorities of a digital native company are. That is the role model. We have adopted that now here in Germany. Uh, and uh, let's see where we are in a couple of years. There are a lot of people who are underestimating uh, artificial intelligence. They say, no, no, humans are always better in every field. In some fields, we remain better. In other fields, if it is about data collection and data analysis, I'm deeply convinced that a bot does better. If it is about aggregation of existing information, I'm convinced a bot does better. If it is about the most original commentary and worldview, if it is about the real breaking news story out of investigative research, only best journalists can do. So how would you address the question of, of inherent bias, though, in these artificial intelligence systems? There is no neutral, there is no neutral algorithm. Everything, every bot is programmed by human beings, and there is a bias, and you can see it if you use ChatGPT, for example. There is a bias, of course, and that's why the best way to fight a global dominance of very few players uh, with bias is plurality of media, brands, and journalistic offerings, and plurality and quantity of competition. And that's why journalism needs to remain a healthy business model. If we want to save the world by transforming journalism into a foundation issue that is philanthropy, good night. That's the end of it. We have to make sure that journalism remains a business. Then we have competition. Then we have plurality of views and information. And then we have a healthy democracy. Where will that business be based, though? I mean, will we remain a German company based in Berlin? Everything that we have done in Germany and that we announced uh, recently, it's actually to strengthen our German business. And we should then at the same time be, be proud and happy that we have been able to be uh, successful in the U.S. too, and that we are probably at the moment the only real transatlantic publishing company or transatlantic journalism company that is strong in both markets and to play one market against the other makes no sense. To the other point, headquarter in New York? No, I said explicitly it's not going to be a headquarter. The headquarter of Axel Springer is and remains Berlin. But uh, America is with three assets, Morning Brew, Insider and Politico, a very important market and at the moment the growth engine of digital journalism. So the growth in America of our journalistic assets is way, way stronger uh, uh, in the, in, than in Germany. And of course, the potential of the market is way bigger. So that, that's why America has, an, has a big uh, importance for us as a growth engine, as a heart chamber of digital journalism of Axel Springer. But that does not mean that we need a headquarter. And the fact that we have just announced uh, that we are renting a little townhouse in Soho uh, in order to have a place where we can invite advertising clients or invite uh, guests from all areas of the society, where in a way Axel Springer can present itself as a creative uh, future uh, shaping company. 
um, has nothing to do with the headquarter. And so, by the way, there would uh, also, yeah. No, so the, the, the newsrooms are not going to be moving to this new HQ? No, of course not. That would That's technically impossible because then we would have to reduce our newsrooms to 24 people. We have uh, very limited <laughs> space there. It's tiny and small. It's only for representative purposes and uh, perhaps a very few uh, coordinators uh, from from Axel Springer or if Axel Springer people from, from Europe are traveling to the US that they have a place to work. So it has nothing to do with a headquarter and of course it is not uh, for, for newsrooms, absolutely not. No, no, Politico and Insider stay where they are and uh, that has nothing to do with this little house, which is beautiful, by the way, and very avant-gardistic architecture. Well, we look forward to seeing it. Um, Matthias, thank you for joining us today and um, uh, we'll definitely talk in the future about how AI has influenced um, journalism. With great sure. pleasure. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.